The Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is presented by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast. We are flying blind today. What I mean by that is Matthew is flying blind. It's Field, it's Matthew, More than Stephania. normal. More than, More than normal. normal, that's correct. There is something that we wear when we're on TV or on podcasts. It's called Oh, look. Weirdly, if you just given me Dabrowski. five more seconds, I would have actually got Go to describing no, it. explain it. Normally Go what ahead, happens when it. there's something we wear on TV, it's because you're about to describe it. It's called an IFB. Some people think it stands for internal feedback. I'm not sure what it stands for. Anyways, it's a fancy earpiece you put in so that Daniel or anybody else from the control room behind the glass can talk to us if they need to say something. Sometimes... I'm in the middle of making a point to Daniel says, Hey Matthew, just a reminder on this. Or sometimes Matthew was on a some sort of diatribe. Rant. 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 Once again, trying to save Daniel the show. Diatribe. Diatribe <laughs> is what I preferred. Yeah. No, a, a show saving, you know, uh oh, moment of content. Kyle you guys is telling all... us now it's called it's interrupt for broadcast. Oh, okay. I never that. knew that. It's I learned something new. Thank goodness what? we have a researcher to tell Kyle. us. I know. You know what I found out before the show is Kyle. It's going to be Home Alone this week. That's right. <laughs> home Alone. First They've made movies about married. things like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> First time Kyle's been at Home Alone since he's been married. Spicy. It's a Christmas movie I've heard. Yeah. Best yeah. Christmas movie out there. Yeah. Yeah. Long 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 wow. Let's not open up that can of worms. Yeah. Last year we got nowhere on our debate. I mean, that was like, we, we made, you know what's funny was I remember last year, was it Matthew or just, who, who was on the side it was a long debate. Oh, about the Die Hard whether movie. Whether Die Hard was Matthew oh, was adamant that it's a Christmas he, yeah, movie. He has planted his flag and, and, in that for years. And, and by the way, a lot of people have planted oh, yep. that flag I feel as the well. Same way. It is a debate that has gone on for a long, long time. It Other podcasts have done it. I wanted us to oh, we, watch. Nate the movie and I used to have this year. debate. Nate and I used to have this debate like a decade ago. I miss Nate. He was great on the show back <laughs> everyone, in the day. Everyone misses Nate. Is that right? That's good yes. to know. I appreciate it. Let's get to the football. No one's listening to you anymore. Fantasy news from the National Football League. This is the instant replay. All right, we'll touch upon the game from last night, the Colts and Texans game. Texans win this game twenty so we started, to seventeen. We, we didn't finish the story, which is a very quick story. Is that we started the broad? So Daniel always has my IFB for me, and we started the show without Daniel giving me the IFB. So oh, it's his fault. Oh, it's his fault, Got right? It. And the casual throw under the bus, Matthew. Right. And, but here's the thing: that wasn't casual. It was okay. very direct. It's not casual. I didn't try to be subtle about no, that. At all. That was, I, that was it. Is Daniel's fault. Part. You did not even realize. You're like, wait, I don't have an IFB as we're going live. Like, it took you until we were going live That's to right. even notice. That's right. Nothing gets by oh, you. Bro, I brought it, my ID at home last night. Was <laughs> Beth forgot to pack it on the way in, so I forgot my ID today. What the heck, you know? All true. All okay. factually correct. I don't think you understand. It takes a village to get me from point A to point B. That's a sad state of affairs for villages really that make is. you look there's like a that, lot of people. With all the effort that goes into it. Let's talk about last night's game. The Colts lose 20 to 17 to the Texans. And maybe, just maybe, this is the Texans passing offense we've been waiting for all season. DeAndre Hopkins had a monster night, but he was outdone in terms of both catches and yardage by his teammate, Will Fuller. Now, I feel like Will Fuller is a book we've read several times over and we know how it ends. And yet we still read it because we enjoy it for the good parts. And for Will Fuller, seven catches for 140 yards is really good. Is this a difference-making player down the stretch, Matthew? Or are you nervous that, hey, Will Fuller will probably find a way to miss some time later on this season because of his brittle history in terms of dealing with injuries? Both. Okay, good. Good to know. I, 
both. Yeah. So listen, he's available in 35% of ESPN leagues, so he's not going to make your waiver wire column, but mm-hmm. he's clearly out there in some leagues. People have dropped him because they are frustrated because he consistently missed time. So yeah, he's out there. Look, since since the beginning of 2017, there's a guy who's wide receiver 23 on a per-game basis. He is somebody that, when he is in the lineup, produces. I think the thing that was surprising to me is that he produced, because he'd been banged up coming into this week, he, he was he was basically a game-time decision, Stefania, it felt like. Well, to be fair, uh, someone uh, last, had been somebody's us he was been telling you since last yeah. week that he was likely going to play. He was limited in practice last week. I told you last week that yep. with the short turnaround... Thursday would likely be the debut. They called it a game time decision, but I think that was, was one of was trending in the right direction. I think that was one of those where it was like, if there's a setback, we're going to leave the room, leave the door open for that. But otherwise, we expect him to play. So he played, he played and he he played well. Now their upcoming schedule field: home to New England next week. You don't love that. Home to Denver the week after that. You don't love that. At Tennessee, not a great matchup there. However, week sixteen, the the start of the finals. Uh, you know, either the final, the championship game or an ESPN standard leagues, the start of a two week final at Tampa Bay. Mm. So look, can he be a difference maker? He's a special player. You certainly like having him out there. If you have Deshaun Watson on your team, you saw the difference that he made last night as well. So yeah, like he, he's a talented player when he's out there. So it's one of those things that's, if he's out there in your league, I would pick him up. Uh, but I wouldn't want to count on him. He's a nice-to-have, not a must-have. It's the time of the year where we celebrate many a tradition, including Thanksgiving six days from now. Another tradition has made its annual debut, Will Fuller, and creating debate about his value for the rest of the season. Uh, we had a conversation— you disagree with that? Where are you on that? No, I, I agree with you. What yeah. I'm saying is there are a lot of people that are saying, like, oh, God, I got him back. Money in the bank. And yet he may have a game in, like, a week or two, and he goes for, like, three catches for 17 yards. And right. Like, ah, I did it again. He right. did it again. He did right. it again and, to me. And, and pulls a hamstring in the middle of it and leaves, which Correct. it's all, I mean, like, it, there was a moment last night where it looked like, uh oh. Yeah. Right? I mean, there was a, I, I a, a have, moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, there was definitely some moments. There were moments where it looked like he, he came up a little bit uh, gimpy. There's a possibility I pulled a hamstring this morning, and I'm not lying. May have happened in the gym this morning. Was really? my finest moments to find you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> listen. How'd you do it? Uh, no, I was just, I was just, I was in the weight room. You need a rub down? Could you not tell? Yeah, stop. Wow. Daniel. Well, that's what, well, guys, that, talk about audience. We're on Disney talk Plus about right being talk best about friends. Blatant. I'm trying to help your body Blatant. heal Blatant. and you recover. Daniel, how am I supposed to be at my best <laughs> for next week's podcast if <laughs> you're not taking care of me? Do, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, great point, Daniel. I'm with you. old school boxing. This is how about a rub down? I don't know. I just, he's a married man. I know. I know. And these hands are clean and pure of heart, Matthew Barry. Back off, Cougar. Like, you know what? Like, him and Chapin have something special. I'll bet they do. Don't, like, try to. I'll tell you what, I will FaceTime Chapin and I will let her give me direction Chapin's as to in where Bristol I can today. Go. She's in Bristol today. What? Yeah, we're going to her uh, sister's engagement party tonight. So She's Chapin's in Bristol, in Bristol, but she didn't want to come to this show. Uh, she has to work. She has, oh, she has to work. So, right. she, you know, this is not. And, and I believe, I think her boss actually watches the show, too. So it would be sort of a <laughs> so, predicament. Well, oh, okay. like, Shout out to Chapin's boss. Thank <laughs> yes. you for letting her yeah, work remotely. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Chapin's boss for letting her work remotely yeah. today. And congratulations to Paige. Congratulations to Paige. Yes. So there you um, go. Yesterday we had a spirited conversation about Jonathan Williams versus Jordan Wilkins on the podcast. I, I was just sort of following the word of Mike Wells, who is a terrific reporter for us who covers the Colts. And he said, dude, I'm telling you, Jonathan Williams is the guy they want in the backfield. So he I said on the right. podcast, guys, if you have to choose. Did, did who fought with you? Mike Clay. Mike Clay? Yeah. So he was p- pushing the Jordan Actually, Wilkins narrative? Actually, on the side uh, of the Wilkins. Talk about throwing somebody under a bus. Say, yeah, you, just Mike threw, Clay. you just asked for it, though. What a way to answer the, Yeah, it was... Uh, 
I don't know who yeah, it was. It was Kevin Gandhi came been, on the show and pounded the table Stephane, for Jordan yeah. Wilkins, <laughs> Could have been right? Gandhi, no, you I never was, know. I, I will admit it that been... I was on the Wilkins camp, but I mean, last night when I was watching, I was like, I don't see Wilkins, but I see a whole lot of Jonathan Williams. Yeah, anyway, well, this is, this no, is... you saw no Wilkins. Exactly. No Wilkins whatsoever. He had zero fantasy. Zero. He played. He played right. just on special teams. And I kept looking with hoping. I, you know, but I will tell you this, and I've said this before on the podcast, there is a, I think where there is a, um, I would say, a disparate... Uh, there's a disconnect, probably the better word here, um, between those of us who are evaluating players, watching them from the outside versus coaches, at running back more so than any other position in sports. Definitely in fantasy football, right? There are sure. times where you're like, how come this guy can't get on the field? Well, Jordan Wilkins, how could he not get on the field last night? No Marlon Mack. He's only playing on special teams, so he's healthy enough to play. They just use him as a core special teamer. Anyways, Jonathan so- Williams, 26 carries, 104 yards, puts a touchdown. Three catches, 17 yards, 21.1 fantasy points. I test passed for sure. 29 total touches. Yeah. I want you to think back to week five when the Colts played at Kansas City. Yep. And that week, Marlon Mack got 32 touches. That's the only time in Marlon Mack's career with the Colts yeah. that he has gotten more than the 29 touches that Jonathan Williams wow. got last night. Think about that. Jonathan Williams got 29 touches in his starting debut for the Colts. So if you are I mean, in I one guess of those, well, last week, and, you know, somewhat, but as it was well, no, that's, that's no, another starting debut. His starting debut. Yeah. Yes, as opposed to debut. his finishing debut. No, but his like his <laughs> his, his debut with the Colts was last week, Stefania, But the first time he made his a start, start his debut as the starting as a starter. His oh, debut as a starter. I'm actually going to side with Syracuse on this thing. I'm clarifying for the people. Until Marlon Mack returns, what's your value on Jonathan Williams? Top 25 running back, top 20 running back, top 15 running back. Marlon Mack clone with more passing game upside. I think twenty top twenty five is probably right. So think about their upcoming schedule, right? Okay, so I'm first off, about it. it's one of the, here are the positives, right? Eye test looked good. That touchdown run was a thing of beauty. Sure was, right? So pass the eye test here. Uh, it's a great offensive line. It's a great offense for a running back. They're fifth in rush percentage this season. They like to run a lot in Indianapolis. But you look at their upcoming schedule: home to Tennessee, at Tampa Bay. Don't like that. At New Orleans. Don't like that. It's not until week 16 when they have a home game against Carolina that you feel good about the matchup. Now, again, it's a great offensive line. It's a run-heavy scheme. So I think he's still very viable. But Naheem Hines is going to be involved. It's not a great— Marlon Mack could be back in under two weeks. So, and there you go. Here's Stefania. So you're not dropping Marlon Mack if you have it. But, like, yes. So I think he is—I think he's a very viable flex play with some touchdown upside. Uh, Stefania, we've got a ton of injuries for Week 12. Like, I'm Don't talking wait, a no. ton of them. So let's start to rip right yep. through them, and we can probably keep it quick on some of these as we don't think. How about Devontae Freeman? giving me a hint. Uh, okay. Yeah. Devontae that's Freeman, the old way of Hooper. like, listen, don't get all chatty Cathy over there. <laughs> that, that's Sorry, your job. Fanya. That's your job. Exactly. Exactly. Maddie. Stay in your lane. It's Chatty <laughs> Maddie. Stay in your lane. The, record. the guy Maddie. who talks a lot is me. Yeah. Chatty Maddie. Uh, so, Stefania B. Uh, Devontae Freeman and Austin Hooper missed last week for the Falcons. Any chance they'll be there on Sunday? It uh, really doesn't look like it. Neither of them practicing. Devontae Freeman with a foot sprain and Austin Hooper with MCL sprain, which we already knew was going to be multi-week. Neither of them practicing. Don't look good. So the takeaway here is Brian Hill's value, and then also, obviously, you're going to have to fill in for Austin Hooper. We'll talk about that later on in the podcast, some of our favorite fill-in tight ends, because between him and some of the players on by this is week. Is that one of the focuses of field and stream? I don't know, Matthew. You have to find out. <laughs> Listen, the the whole point of me blowing off the pre-show meeting is to be surprised. So okay. there you go. What do you got, Secrets Girl? You're raising your hand. I just want to – so I roster Austin Hooper in a handful of leagues, and I know we've talked about him when the injury officially happened, but with a lot of tight ends on bye this week, uh, like I had Evan Ingram and Austin Hooper, I've got to make a decision. Like 
is Austin Hooper going to be back by week 15 or 16, or, or do I drop him for someone to just... Well, when I get a question like this, the first thing I do is I say, hang on for a minute. And then I text Afanya. Okay, hold on. I'll text Afanya. So let me just – I can text Afanya. She'll tell me. All right, And then I can sound smart. Hang on for a second. I'm just going to text Afanya. Stand by. Austin, when is he coming back? You're just tapping the home screen right now. All right. You have a text. Oh. Oh, we're acting here. We're role playing. (laughs) What would you do if you were me, Stefania Bell? If you were somebody that had Austin Hooper but also needed a tight end on this injury-ridden, bi-week-ridden, tight end, waiver-wire situation, is he droppable? Or do you think he's going to be back enough to make a playoff run for me to hold on to him? Can I guess and let me see if I'm right? Okay, let's see. I feel like Evan Ingram will be back sooner than Austin Hooper. That is my guess. But it's purely a guess. I am no... Stefania Bell. I turned it yeah, over I to I don't know. They're two injury. totally different injuries. He's got a midfoot injury, which can always turn into something really long. MCLs are typically in the three to four week range, but not going to guarantee it. So are you willing to wait three to four weeks and potentially find out not quite yet? Or do you just take the chance that you get him back in three to four weeks? No, you can't. You asked me a question. I asked you a question. Daniel, I'll make it simple for okay. you. Keep oh, him. You can't drop Austin Hooper. Are you out of your mind? All right. Wow. See, here's the Come weird thing. Come on. I actually... I'm gonna. If you need to if win you need this the week, roster spot, and you need to win the next three weeks, yeah, I'd be 100%, getting somebody else. Because again, just think logically for a second. So Stefania's talked about this is an MCL. He's out three to four weeks, right? So at least two more weeks. So now that gets you to week thirteen, fourteen. The Falcons it's, won't say that, by the way. They're calling him week to week, and I think that's fair. But typically, on average, you're looking at multiple weeks. Understood. So we're looking at multiple weeks here. Falcons, despite their recent run, are still three and seven. Falcons are not making the playoffs this year. Sure about that. Yes. And Austin Hooper, uh, somebody that I sometimes trust, told me that they believe Austin Hooper is going to become the highest paid tight end in the history of football this offseason when he yes. becomes a free agent. So why, if you are Austin Hooper, if you are the people that represent Austin Hooper's best interests, why would you put him out there if there's even the slightest risk? of further injury in a season which is completely lost for the Atlanta Falcons when you are about ready to make life-changing money, generational money. Like, I, Matthew I'm sorry, it's a money. business. Stop it. But I'm just, <laughs> right? Like, I, Yep. You know what? If because We have seen this before. Right? It's po- it is possible he does not play for the rest of the season. Thank you. It's also possible he's got 52 brothers in his locker room that he doesn't want to let down. If he's good to go and they're fighting and they've clawed back into this, and they've made this a respectable surge, which, by the way, I think they will be four and seven by Sunday night. They could win one more game and be five and seven. Would that look good if you're on a four game winning streak and you're sitting there and you're good to go? I'm yeah. just saying. I personally I, think it's. I, I'm with you. I, that 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 is that is fair. Absolutely, positively, having nobody else you can drop. I'm keeping Austin. The guy was number one tight end in fantasy before you got hurt. He I, is. I hundred percent get that. But here's the thing: having a guy in the playoffs. When you're actually not in the playoffs, like, hey, I'm going to keep Austin Hooper because in the playoffs he's going to crush. And then your team actually isn't in the playoffs because you're having to start, you know, you, you've got to take a zero at the tight end. Yeah, or Ross Dwelly. Wait, right, listen, I mean, again, I, I, don't, I don't know how many people not ideal. are in such a spot where they absolutely, positively must drop Austin Hooper. We've got four bye weeks, I mean, four teams on bye left. That's it. Like, unless you are super Chiefs, Chargers, Cardinals, and whoever else is on a bye heavy this week. I'm sticking by Austin. Hey, don't be upset so, at me because my team is so good that I can't decide who to I, drop. I have know. a I have a league where literally, and I, I posted I know, this on show, Instagram. You showed that right, it was humble I, brag, I, I, right? No, yeah. but it's whatever. It's a good team. But my point is, is like just the way it worked out. 
is like I have like my entire team on by this week. I mean, my my running backs are like Dalvin Cook and Melvin Gordon, who I obviously got at a discount, and you know Hunter Henry's my tight end, and like you know it, it's a two QB league, so I went early. I have Mahomes and I have Kelsey in that league. Like it, it was a weird draft, but uh, that fell to me. But still, it's like yeah, okay. So we see it differently again. Absent being in the most unique set of circumstances, I am holding on to Austin Hooper. But Brian Hill, Matthew, to be. Just to clarify, and then we'll move on to Brian Hill. I'm not saying, yes, you must drop, drop Austin Hooper. That. I'm absolutely not saying yep. that. I'm merely saying that if you are in secret squirrels position, where you have Evan Ingram and Austin Hooper, and they're both banged up, they're both not playing, and you're trying to fight, you need to win this week to keep your season alive. I'm saying I think I would prefer to drop Austin Hooper than Evan Ingram. My guess is, and it's purely a guess, I am no Stefania Bell, my <laughs> guess is, is that Evan Ingram comes back before Austin Hooper. Because I think there are reasons beyond injury that could potentially keep Austin Hooper out for the rest of the season. All right, so that is the, my argument. What is the value for right. Brian Hill this week? He gets his second start in place of Devontae Freeman. We know he was not particularly effective last week. He's not. And they play a Tampa Bay run defense that is one of the best in the NFL. They are crazy good. They are crazy good. They've shown a little bit of leaks recently. Yep. So they're 13th against the run over the last four weeks. So, yep. um, so while they're still very good, they have been less dominant recently. And yep. I guess the argument for Brian Hill, and it's worth noting, look, Brian Hill made my hate list. So, But if you're asking me what's the argument for Brian Hill, the argument for Brian Hill is volume. Right? I mean, so, you know, here's a guy who last week, last two weeks has gotten 35 carries. Um, he had a touchdown called back last week uh, due, to a, uh, due to a holding penalty. And if that penalty doesn't get called, I think his day looks differently. Like, I mean, the average two yards a carry. He was not great. And the Falcons have struggled to run the ball this entire year, even when they had Devontae Freeman. But I don't think that, despite Kadri Allison vulturing the touchdown, Kenyon Barter and Kadri Allison did nothing, Allison did nothing last year that made you think, last week, I should say, that made you think, oh, oof, Brian Hill's job is in jeopardy. I, to the extent that the Falcons run the ball in this game, I think it's going to be the Brian Hill show. He is involved in the passing game here. Look, I am as a flex play this week just based on volume and the hope that he falls into the end zone. But to your point, the way you beat Tampa Bay is you throw, right? They allow um, – they they are one of the worst teams in the NFL against the pass. They are 26th against the pass over the last four weeks. They are 13th against the run. Like it just – when you think about Matt Ryan who's on the – I have Matt Ryan as a top two play this week. Like, yeah, and you A lot think of about, volume in there for the Atlanta passing game. Maybe not so much for the running game. Exactly. Stefania James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster are banged up. May not matter against the Bengals. But will either one of them play on Sunday? Yeah, we already heard from Jeremy Fowler that Juju was likely to be out because of the knee injury that accompanied his concussion injury from last week. And James Conner has not practiced yet this week. So while the door's still ajar, it's certainly not looking good for him either. Okay, so we expect both of those guys to be out, Matthew. I know that Jalen Samuels is a player that you have... Um, you know, there have been some frustrations in the past, right, with you and Jalen Samuels, but this week... More with James Conner. Me okay. with James Conner, but Connor? I'm okay, happy. I'm yes. Listen, I want James Conner to miss this game. Like, he's a much better player than Jalen Samuels, but he's not 100% healthy. It just doesn't seem like right. it. So, yep, yep. Um, so at least you sort of know who it'll be, and Jalen Samuels, in his career, when he gets double-digit touches, averages right. 16.6 fantasy points per game. We've used that stat a lot, but it's a great stat. He is... You know, and it's a great op matchup with the Cincinnati Bengals team that allows a touchdown on uh, at the third at the ninth highest rate on drives this season. You know, they they allow opponents to complete over eighty three percent of passes when targeting running backs this season. That's the tied for the third highest rate in the NFL. They're allowing a league high one hundred and sixty seven rushing yards per game. They stink. So they're so bad. They're so bad. They're brutal. And so Jalen Samuels, who's a nice pass catcher, and as we've seen, Mason Rudolph 
looking around with no Juju Smith-Schuster, with uh, Deontay Johnson coming off uh, the concussion. Do we know that, though? I was going to ask Defania. Uh, yeah, he uh, has not been clear from the protocol, not, right? Not clear, but full participant in practice. It's a little surprising to me, but... It, so we learned, again, you know what? We though, have to people, wait for that everybody, we've learned our lesson on these concussion protocol things. Is I don't care if you're full participant. I don't care if you clear it until a player is active on Sunday morning. I would, you know, I would tell you like keep checking, keep it checking. Is, oh yeah, we always say a, that. But concussion. I was, I was surprised that he was full but, participant actually it, this week. I mean, but here's the thing, Stefania, as you know. Uh, concussions are a non-linear energy. Yes, I'm impressed right. with there your you verbiage. That's By the way, Matthew Benny Snell. He's Matthew Berry. He's Matthew Berry. Benny You're Snell welcome. coming back from arthroscopic right. knee surgery available for the Steelers as well. Okay, Benny so I think Snell, you'll the see backup some, back. Yep. Is I, there any pass catcher that you'd play? Any pass catcher? I think I think in a tight and desperate week, I think Vance McDonald could be okay here. Okay. Look, I mean, look, Mason Rudolph has been has, yeah. has not been great. Vance McDonald doesn't nice have a game with more than it, yeah. 40 year, yards this <laughs> season. He doesn't have a game with more than 40 yards this season. That said, you're looking around for pass catchers, and Mason Rudolph likes to keep it close to the line of scrimmage so far. It's been mostly dink and dunk. And honestly, we also don't know how he's going to react after the game last week with the Browns, right, and all the drama that's ensued over the past week. And so it's going to be interesting. My ex- expectation is, especially considering the game is in Cincinnati, that it's a conservative game plan, that it's a run-heavy game plan, it's a dink-and-dunk game plan, and I think that would play into Vance McDonald, who, again, it's a good matchup against a Bengals defense that struggles against the tight end. So I do think Vance McDonald is semi-viable. The one thing I'll say, this is a good note by Thirsty Kyle. Whoever the most targeted wide receiver in a game against the Cincinnati Bengals is, averages 16.5 fantasy points per game. So if you thought it was going to be James Washington, if Deontay Johnson is ruled out, then... That suddenly becomes a very interesting sort of flex play, right? I mean, just for whatever it's worth, I thought that was a I thought that was a good note by Thirsty Kyle. There is just, um, you know, anyway, just whoever gets the most targets against Cincinnati has a very productive fantasy day, and so uh, we will see how it plays out. But certainly love Jalen Samuels this week, top fifteen play for me. A pair of uh, banged up Eagles right now, Stefania. It seems like we have maybe sort of a sense on Jordan Howard and Alshon Jeffrey Howard has been limited in practice, even going back to last week. It's not the practice participation. It's the cleared for contact issue that seems to be holding him up. Yeah, still not cleared for contact as of this morning. Now, that could change um, depending what happens with practice. Doug Peterson going to typically talks with the reporters before practice, like right while we're on the podcast. If we find out during the show, we will let you know. But that was the issue holding up Jordan Howard's ability to uh, participate on the field, actually. It was just that he had not been cleared for contact dealing with the stinger. And Alshon Jeffrey back in limited work after missing last week because of the ankle. I think if he puts in another day today, there's a chance that you see Alshon. Okay, so that would be good because the Eagles passing offense obviously could really use Alshon back on Sunday. What's the value, though? So let's just operate in a world where Jordan Howard doesn't play and Alshon Jeffrey does because it seems like based off that information, it might be trending that direction. Miles Sanders automatically become a flex play for you, Matthew, and Alshon, is it he plays, you play him type situation? Yeah, I think so. I actually, Carson Wentz made the love list for me this week. Nice. My expectation is, look, Russell Wilson is one of, if not the hottest quarterback in football right now. Right? I mean, he's been nothing short of amazing. I mean, if it wasn't for Lamar Jackson, L- Russell Jimmy Wilson. Garoppolo, yeah. I was going to say, by hottest, what do you mean? <laughs> maybe maybe something different than you're insinuating okay. here. Just I'm merely talking about their play on the football field. Okay. Although, make no mistake, Russell Wilson's a handsome man. Uh, but what I would say is is that, look, if, if, it, if it wasn't for Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson's got the MVP sewn up. And so... 
Russell Wilson, who's playing at a very high level as that entire passing offense is in Seattle. Another week of Josh Gordon to integrate him into the system. DK Metcalf has been a revelation. Obviously, Tyler Lockett, we expect Tyler Lockett to play in this one. We'll talk about him in a moment. Talk about him in a moment. Mm -hmm. But my point is, is that I think the... I think the Seahawks put up a lot of points on the Eagles here. Okay. And I think so, they don't. Wow. Eagles, number one defense over the past four weeks in terms of both yards per play and total yards allowed. I do not think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So mm-hmm. we will see how that plays out. But either way, the Seattle Seahawks defense has struggled so far this year. Last four weeks, they're 31st against the pass. And yep. so second worst, my expectation is is that, especially if, if it plays out how you and Stefania are sort of hinting that you think it might, which is no Jordan Howard but an active Alshon Jeffrey, I think the passing attack there for the Eagles and the tight ends are all very viable on Sunday. Stefania Tyler Lockett, Matthew was just about to ask you about him. Now <laughs> I will do what I do and ask you the most important questions. Tyler Lockett, think we'll play? I think we'll see him on Sunday. I do. I, I think yeah. just the fact that Thursday was his first expected day of practice, and yet he practiced on Wednesday. So yeah. even though he's been listed as limited, I think after today, I'm, I'm expecting he'll get the questionable tag. But um, Pete Carroll's usually pretty even though he's optimistic like when you don't trust him is at the end like coming out of a game when he's like yeah yeah I think he'll be good and we'll see but when you go into the game that week depending on what they've done in practice like Friday he's usually pretty spot on about who's going to play okay That's pretty so good. looks like I know Pete Lockett. Carroll Pete Carroll could literally see a guy going out on a cart he'd be like listen he'll probably be a little limited on Wednesday but we expect him out there next <laughs> yeah, week and you're like yeah, yeah. Dude, he, he's we'll in see a what cart he can do. like yeah. he, he gave the thumbs up on the way out like know. He, you know and it's like yeah yeah, yeah it might finger. be it was Earl huh? Thomas and Earl Thomas with a middle finger to be clear <laughs> uh Tyler Lockett we all have him as a top 10 play interesting week this week for Josh Gordon I don't know that I would feel comfortable Comfortable starting him, or any of us really would feel comfortable starting him. But keep your eyes on Josh Gordon, just because he had two catches last week in his debut, or two weeks ago, I should say. But they're his last game for the Seahawks. Um, and as much as DK Metcalf has been awesome, um, they could use one more. Ex- they could use one more wide receiver, and Josh Gordon is sort of insurance for Tyler Lockett as well. So a name to keep an eye on, at the very least. I, I, I it's. I will say that. So I have DK Metcalf after Josh Gordon. I agree it's worth keeping an eye on Josh Gordon. I thought it was interesting that in the last time they played, there were a couple of crucial third downs that he went to Josh Gordon and Josh made the play. It's good for him. But DK Metcalf tied for second in the NFL in end zone targets, at least eight targets in three of the last four games. I think there's more scoring equity in this game than you do. Uh, so I do think DK Metcalf is a viable, a little risky, of course, but I think he's a viable wide receiver three or Upside or upside flex play in a twelve team or deeper league. All right, so uh, George Kittle, Stefania, the Packers and 49ers play on Sunday yes, night. You and do. Kyle have some sort of wager on that game that could be determined at some point between now and kickoff. George Kittle missed last week. Stefania, do we think we'll see him on Sunday night? I do. Oh, nice. Yeah, Woo. I think you're going to see George Kittle back on Sunday night. Look, this game got flexed into primetime. Last time the 49ers got flexed into a primetime game, I think it was back when Harbaugh was coaching. So this is very exciting for us uh, to see them playing the Packers on Sunday night. Oh, oh, oh Daniel's, Daniel's flexing. I, I don't know what you're doing. I was like, what is he doing back there? He's making some weird gesture. Well, and he's also, he's wearing some weird sweater. You have like, to have okay, a hold on yeah. now. Wow. Yeah. It's wow. like some Jeez. sort of like. But you have to have right. muscles to flex. How about you keep going? No, go all in and then sweater. I'll tell you where this sweater came from, Matthew. <laughs> keep going. Yeah, I will keep going. So, George Kittle, uh, with the ankle and knee injuries, they had two issues that kept him out. And obviously, you know, he, he's been chomping the bit to get back. But he's very upbeat, and he is certainly sounding like a guy who will play. Um, I have a question was, for you, yeah, Stefania. You're very learned. You went to Princeton. You have a bunch of degrees. <laughs> but you just said chomping at the bit. 
Yeah. I believe it's champing. No, that's no, how you it's, spell it's it. It's spelled champing. It's spelled pronounced champing, champing, but it's pronounced chomping. But nice try. Mm, I think it's champing. Why, why don't you? Yeah, Matthew, no, why don't you, you know go what? ahead and look that you one go, up? It's why don't you research it's that yourself champing. while the rest of the adults have a conversation? I was trying to come up with something snarky and you made me laugh. Dang it. All right. Yeah, go ahead. I'm good today. Uh, yeah, you're right. so, <laughs> Tavania, spicy. Tavania's a little spicy this morning. That's true. So, yeah, yeah, she is. Uh, so, Daniel, there right, is a got? story behind it. First of all, First off. Matthew to be calling anybody out about their fashion is yeah. an audacious thing in and of itself. <laughs> Look, let's be entirely clear. Let's, uh, uh, let's be Matthew, clear about something else. He was Hang wearing the Air Pegasus <laughs> until last year. He's okay? re-wearing this shirt because he got compliments on I, it. It's going to be the uniform every Friday now. No, I, what, this was, I think it was true. two Fridays ago. Was exactly. it? I don't think it was last Friday. It was, it was two, two Fridays, Fridays ago. Try living Fridays. in my world where you have to wear different tops every day. You just wear the same thing. I can't thing live in your world, Stefan. <laughs> I would, I would, I would be a terrible woman. Let's be clear. I'm a bear. I'm You're not even a bad a man. man. Yeah. I'm not even a good man. So I'd be an awful woman. Let's be clear. Obviously. Yes. Very, clear. Very true. Yes. Um, uh, but, but yes. And, and yes. Uh, by the way. I'm questioning Stefania on her intelligence. She's a million times brighter than I am. She is, I mean, like, you have no idea how much smarter she is than no, me. No, we do. So She's right, much smarter than you. Yes, 100%. What do you like, mean, no idea? We all have a very good idea. You are a brick. She is a brain. I don't think you have any idea. No, 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 no. You, no as, 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 you think she's smarter than me, but she's so much smarter than me. But my point is I still question it because that's, that's on brand for me. So, yes, the fact that I don't have any fashion sense, but I still call you out for yours, that's on brand for me. That's, All right. That's what Matthew, I do. Here you go. Let's start here. Let's start with the basics. Can, can I, yeah, yeah go ahead, Field. Go ahead. What is Daniel wearing, Matthew? How would you describe that as? I would describe so he's wearing a a a, a baseball hat no, no, backwards. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to tell you what he's. I'll tell you. Okay. So he's like he's like. Listen, it's not enough with the with the beard and the earrings. I've got to go full hipster. So, um, <laughs> but I'm approaching forty. So let me throw a baseball hat on backwards. So that's where that starts. And then he's just like, oh oh oh, it's what Friday? I guess what am I wearing today? Oh, like I do every day, a, a band of a crappy uh, t-shirt of a crappy band. You've never that's heard right. Of. It's a Sherwood it's a, t-shirt. Right, yep. right. So yeah, Sherwood. Whoever they are. So, okay. So, anyway, so you're wearing a, a, a T-shirt of a crappy band we've never heard of. And then you're like, but, you know, it's a little chilly out there. Let me go to a thrift store and find a sweater <laughs> from some grandmother uh, from the 1960s. Wow. And that's, that's pretty close. It. That's pretty close. Pretty good. What it is is this is a – Because I'm a hipster this and is I a, shop at thrift stores. a hand-knit wool sweater from Scotland that my great-grandfather – as he, your teammate on his, high school. Yes. <laughs> he was a, you're, and by the way, he was a hell of a guy. Yeah. Hell of a player, too, by the way. When I was six years old, yeah. I was in the hospital, mm-hmm. and on his deathbed, I said, Grandpa, I really like your sweater. And he said, do you want it? And he said, sure. I said, sure. And so he gave me this like four days before he passed away. So, How do you feel now, Matthew? So, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I can't believe this poor man on his deathbed and you stole something from him. <laughs> okay. Like, as a cute little kid, you killed, like, the, the guy can't even die with a sweater, you're his right. favorite sweater. You're right. Like, this poor guy, like, he's lived his whole life and you're this dumb six-year-old kid who probably did nothing with you're it. Like, you know, and like, I've been saying that for this moment, right here. What are you going to do with a sweater as a six-year-old, an adult sweater? Like, you know, like, goodness, no, Grandpa, I love you. I want you to be warm in your dying days, but you're like, can I know it? Can I have it, you selfish six-year-old? How dare you? That's fair. How dare you? That's really fair. fair, actually, because yeah. I couldn't wear it until now. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly, because after he passed away, then it could have been handed down to you, and it could be, oh, this is a sweet mem- memory from my grandfather. But yeah. no. No. Of course, no, he's just like, he's there, and he's he's hooked up to a bunch of different things. And <laughs> yep. he's just like, ah, oh, here, did, anything else you took from him? What no. about your watch? Grandpa, can I have your watch? <laughs> no, my little brother got his watch. <laughs> right, exactly. The whole family came through and just sort of combed through yeah. his belongings. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Grandpa, I've got your wallet. Can I have? Can I have all the stuff in your wallet? Can I have all these things? Yeah. How does it smell? Does it smell okay or no? It smells fine. Yeah. Like not mafia or anything? No, it's not bad at all. I've, I've kept it hung up in a closet. I take very good care of it. Wow. Okay. Bring yeah. it out for special occasions. Apparently today was not one of those yeah, days. Yeah, apparently not. Someone ruined it. Grinchy. This, I mean, wow. Grinchy McGrinch over here. I'm right about this. Are you just jealous because you don't have it? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty nice. It's a, it's <laughs> pretty, it's a pretty <laughs> nice one. I will say nice it looks cardiac. cozy. Yeah. It is very it cozy. cozy. Pretty itchy. Just, my my, my thing itchy. is, is it just, um, sweet story aside, it just, it's a, it's an, Interesting ensemble. There. Oh, that that actually, that story is not real. I made him. that whole thing up. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? Yeah. I mean, it is my great grandfather's sweater, but he gave it to my mom. I don't know, a long time ago, and she just gave it to That's me last week. Amazing. Well <laughs> done by Daniel. And you just got played. You played yourself, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, to find it because there's no more natural segue. Than <laughs> no, that. there isn't really. Emmanuel I mean, Sanders probably has a grandfather with a sweater somewhere. Yeah, somewhere yeah, he does. And Emmanuel Sanders also probably going to play this week. You know, he's played through the rib cartilage injury. Clearly, it was bothering him to some degree we saw him in and out of the game but i you know another week removed from the injury is a good sign and he's uh, got a connection with jimmy garoppolo Matthew, not everyone can say that that's right based <laughs> off of um your interpretation Many have tried Many based have off tried. your interpretation of what kind of person uh, daniel's great-grandfather was would he play emmanuel sanders in his lineup on sunday I think it would depend on his lineup here. So I have him as a you know top thirty ish kind of guy yeah. this week. Look, he's been a little bit banged up here. It's not a great matchup against the Packers defense that uh, allow the eighth fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers this season. You remember, of course, the Forty ers are the run heaviest team in the NFL, and that's what I think they want to do in this game. I think they want to get back to establishing the run. Jimmy Garoppolo, who made the hate list this week, Jimmy Garoppolo. What? Look, Jimmy Garoppolo has absolutely crushed. The Arizona Cardinals. And against every other team in the NFL, he averages 12 fantasy points a game. And so, bless you, Stefania. I just, I will say that I think Emmanuel Sanders is going to need a touchdown uh, to sort of pay off. I don't see him getting, you know, significant volume, especially in his first game back from injury, that you feel that, that the volume will be enough to carry you this week. So, again, I think he's a borderline wide receiver three slash four, sort of in that range for me. I have him a top 30-ish play. Can't wait for this game on Sunday night. Matthew, please do us a favor and tell us. Oh, no, no, what? Just kidding. My turn. I'm going to do a live read first because did you know that hiring can be a challenge? <laughs> As Codable co-founder Believe Gretchen me. Hebner discovered, Gretchen needed to hire a game artist for her education tech company. She knew it wouldn't be easy to find somebody to grow with her team. That's why she went to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. How about that? It's technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates fast. Gretchen posted her job on ZipRecruiter and said she was impressed with how quickly she found qualified applicants. She also used ZipRecruiter's screening questions to filter her candidates so she could focus on the best ones. And that's how Gretchen found a new game artist and how fast Less than two weeks. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes and try it for how much? For free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. One more time for all those out there that weren't listening the first two times, ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire time now for what everybody sort of looks forward to during the week 
It's love hate. Matthew's mean, column sort of. is up. I mean, debatable. Uh, Matthew's column is now up on ESPN.com. And Matthew, if you could begin with two players that make your love list this week, including one that plays on Monday Night Football, Mr. Todd Gurley against the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I think a lot of people might see the Ravens and be like, oh boy. But, you know, I think there's some reasons for optimism here. And first off, it's his usage from last week, right? Yeah. 28 touches in week 11. It was his first 20 touch, 20 touch game of the season. Now, certainly. You know, they, they had no Brandon Cooks and no Robert Woods in that game, and we expect both back this week. We'll talk about them later on in the show. But still, Baltimore lost a touchdown at the third highest rate. They On 4.7% of rushes, that's the third highest rate in the NFL. You can actually run on Baltimore a little bit. It's the third heaviest red zone offense in the NFL. The third heaviest run, the run heaviest red zone offense in the league, I should say. Okay, so my expectation here is that uh, Todd Gur- that they want to ride Todd Gurley. That this is, we've sort of talked about this field. This is a must win for the Rams. Must win. I Playoffs mean, begin on Monday night. I mean, for them, right? I mean, because you think about what the 49ers and what the Seahawks are doing in that division, and then you've got the you've got the Vikings, the Packers. Whoever doesn't win that division is getting the other wild card. So right. the Rams must win this game to keep their playoff hopes alive. Just sort of if you read the tea leaves there, and so. In a game in which Baltimore and the and Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, come in with you know a red hot offense, the more you can control the clock, the more you can keep them off the field. I think the better it is. And so my expectation is you see a lot of Todd Gurley in a game that is must win for the Rams. I'm as a top ten play this week. You mentioned Calvin Ridley in the Atlanta passing offense, likely having its way against the Buccaneers. Tell us more about Calvin Ridley, who makes your love list as well. Well, so he's had four different games this year against bottom eight defenses in terms of wide receiver fantasy points allowed. Okay. And in those games, he absolutely crushes 22.3 fantasy points per game in those games. And you can't ask for a better matchup than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They allow 46.7 points to wide receivers this season. That's most in the NFL, right? They allow, they've allowed a league high 17 touchdowns to opposing wide receivers. Uh, so Calvin Ridley, who got, uh, who was targeted on 24% of his routes last week, his highest rate since week two, no Austin Hooper and Russell Gage and the non-Julio wide receivers haven't really stepped up in a big way. Julio missed practice on Wednesday. Now we expect him to play, obviously, but if he's even slightly less than 100%, anyway, my, it doesn't matter. whether uh, Whatever Julio does, Julio's going to be awesome. But I think Calvin Ridley's a top 10 play this week. All right. Players that make your hate list for this week, Matthew, include the other running back in that Ravens and Rams game, Mark Ingram, on the hate list this week for you. Yeah. So Mark Ingram uh, is kind of touchdown dependent, right? 38% of Ingram's fantasy points this year have come on touchdowns. Hmm. So the Rams haven't allowed a rushing touchdown in four straight games. The Rams are actually the third best run defense in the NFL over the last four weeks. And so you think about, well, for Mark Ingram is not really involved in the passing game, right? So in order for him to pay off as the RB1 that he has been so far this year, he needs volume or a touchdown. So I just gave you some stats as to why, you know, you're not as optimistic about a touchdown this week as you might be. And then he's not getting the volume you think he is because of Lamar Jackson, because of Gus Edwards, because of all the other pieces they have in that Ravens offense. Week five, the last time Mark Ingram had more than 15 carries in a game. Now, you're still starting Mark Ingram. I want to be very clear about this. You're not benching Mark Ingram. I'm as a running back 13. But love-hate is all about expectations, and my expectation is that Mark Ingram goes lower than his projection this week, that I think he is not as good as he has been so far this season on Monday night against the Rams. You people think that Matthew enjoys writing love-hate. 
But I can only imagine how much you did not like putting Terry McLaurin on your hate list this week. One of the few bright spots in an otherwise dismal rock bottom year for my Redskins. What would be the other ones? Pretty much everyone in the Bruce Allen era. Um, no, no, no. I meant uh, what would be the other bright spots? Oh, of the Redskins this year? Uh, the return of Darius Geis. Okay. So that, uh, right. that's a good one. Um, I mentioned Terry McLaurin. Um, we're going to have a high draft pick. There you go. Okay. Anyway, we're going to have a McLaurin high draft pick. Yep. Um, you know, here's, I'll give you another bright spot, actually. Another bright spot is the fact that an, a franchise that used to have a waiting list for season tickets like 20 years long. Yeah. Tickets are now, I literally got an email from a ticket broker. They were hoping that I would tweet it out or whatever, and I don't remember the thing. But, like, you can get tickets to the Lions-Redskins game for six bucks. That's this is, this is dope. better than a tweet, by the way. I mean, like... <laughs> the exposure you're giving it right now? Well, I'm not Six dollars. I'm not telling you what the ticket broker is. I'm not, yeah. telling, I'm not giving you a link it's or anything CP, like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, But six bucks. Like, a home game for the Redskins, you can get in for six bucks. Like, And, by the way, when you go, if you go to that game, it's going to be all Lions fans. Like that's a bright spot to me. Yeah. That's a bright spot to me because, as you guys know, I am I am hashtag fire Bruce Allen, and so my belief is that the only way Daniel Snyder eventually fires Bruce Allen is if the team becomes a complete we laughing stock. We know. And so, okay, there you go. That's Terry, a bright spot. There you is go. Is that the we finally like people are um, Terry people McLaurin? Are why are you not a fan of his outlook for this weekend? Well, first off, he's going to be shadowed by Darius Slay. You don't love that, right? Okay. So that's a, that's a tough matchup here. Dwayne Haskins, it has been a struggle since he's become a starter. Nice right? way to put so, it. So, right, look, in fairness to Haskins, his offensive line is not playing particularly well. He doesn't have a lot of skilled players around him. I don't think this is all on Haskins. But either way, numbers are numbers. And since Dwayne Haskins became a starter, he has the fifth lowest on-target percentage. And despite the fact that these guys were college teammates, that there was a connection in theory between Dwayne Haskins and Terry McLaurin, he was targeted on a season low 11.1% of his routes last week. Like in a game in which you thought like that the Redskins needed to throw and McLaurin's out there and Haskins is starting, you're like, you ain't looking for your guy? So it's disappointing. Since week seven, Terry McLaurin, on a per-game basis, is wide receiver 75. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's been great, and obviously the offensive struggles are not his yeah. fault. But I'm with you, Matthew. I mean, it's tough right now to be starting Terry McLaurin. You guys are going to figure out some way to wager on this game between his Lions and your Redskins. Yeah, I mean, the truth is is that uh, I play you in the War Room League this week. I have Stefan Diggs on a bye, 16-team league, obviously. Auden Tate doesn't look like he's going to play. I'm going to have to start Terry McLaurin this week against you. I, I'm praying. I hope I'm wrong on this, but I don't think I am. I don't want to hear anything about your struggles in the war room this year, your poor luck in the war room this year. Seriously. Cry me a river. Stefania, tell us about a bunch of injuries here. What is our bet? We should do a bet real quick. Secret scroll. You and I, what do you want to do? Me and you. Redskins, Lions. What's the line? Three and a half points. Line is three and a half. half, All right, so you give me the points. I'm hoping the Lions win this game. So here's the deal. I think if the Detroit Lions win by three and a half or more, then I have a Barry Sanders jersey that I need you to wear for the entirety of Monday's show. Okay. That's it. The jersey was given to me at Christmas when I was nine years old, so it's going to be a little bit of a crop top on you. <laughs> little Ezekiel Elliott ask. Right, okay. But you already said yes, so we're in. <laughs> was, it, was a relative dying when you... Nope, that was for my mom and dad. They gave me okay. a Barry Sanders jersey. So it's a, it's just a, something that I wore when I was nine. Okay. So. <laughs> got it. Has it been washed since? I don't know. Right. It I hope it, not. it might not go over your head. 
I mean, I, don't, I mean, like, I, not much it, can fit around that big old ego brain of his. <laughs> no, it's not a. Big By the way, head, and I may actually. ruin it. I may ruin it for you. Yeah, you can't eat breakfast in it. I mean, well, but but I'm just like, like I mean, like if it's, <laughs> if it's built for a nine year old, like I'm going to stretch it and break it. Like if it's a memory of yours, you, I didn't mean, know. I'm, well, you well, know, Dan, he can wear something. pads with it. Something to break. I'm good with it. Yeah. <laughs> hey now. Okay. And what do you want from me? The, yeah. Uh, I guess the I guess the same thing. You can wear a um. Oh no 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 no. Um, you have to. Uh, I don't want you wearing a Redskins jersey. Oh no 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 no. Um, I want you wearing um. Shirt and yeah, tie. Yeah. Exactly. I want you and I want to. I want you in a three piece suit. Are you kidding me? No. I want you. In a I can th- help you, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, oh I want God, you in a three-piece suit. That. When do I have to do it? Monday? I don't think any of my suits still fit me, Matthew. I've uh, we'll pick a day. I've bulked. I've pick bulked a up a little since well, the last right, time I wore a suit. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. But we will. Yeah, make it be a day that I'm here, please. Ugh. Okay, start on right. you. Tell Deal. us about the injuries to be aware of, not ones to be concerned with, but just to be aware well, of. Going I, into I the think uh, it's sort of how we've labeled it is not to be concerned, but some of them are kind of concerning. Jameis Winston is okay. not been on the injury report because of his ankle. Uh, did sprain his ankle in last week's game, so some people yeah. might have been concerned about that. But um, fully practicing, no threat of him missing this game. Um, Brandon Cooks over for the Rams uh, is a full participant in practice. He's set to come back um this is a monday night game so just nice for people to know ahead of time that brandon cooks is expected to play you know interestingly there robert woods we know he missed the last game due to a personal matter he's back with the team and uh said he's taking it day by day not really going into any detail about that but it looks as if robert woods will also be available so the rams getting all their receivers back over in Denver, Philip Lindsay added another body part to the news report, his foot, to go along with the wrist issue he's been dealing with. But uh, despite the limited practices, expected to play. A couple that I'm a little more concerned about, Didi Westbrook goes down to a did-not-practice on Thursday. Now, sometimes they do that in Jacksonville. They sort of mix up the days off. He's been battling that neck and shoulder issue for multiple weeks. Uh, right now, uh, I'm not overly concerned that he won't play, but I think I want to see what happens on Friday. And then for the New York Giants, uh, Sterling Shepard, who's had a five-game absence because of the concussion issues, and he was the player we were referring to earlier, had been cleared uh, by the independent neurological consultant and then had subsequent symptoms and was scratched from that game and has been out since. Back to full practicing, he remains to be cleared, but there's a possibility it's looking as if Sterling Shepard could return this weekend. Meanwhile, two tight ends out for the Giants, Engram and Ellison. There you have it. They're down to Kaysen Smith, actually a former San Francisco 49ers draft pick. Six-round pick out of Stanford that could potentially be the Giants starting tight end this weekend. We're going to talk about the Giants and Bears matchup in just a moment in more depth. But first, a word from our friends and yours at the Fantasy Show. Fantasy, you're in the The Bears go, uh, excuse me, host the Giants on Sunday. Good opportunity for the Bears to get back on track offensively. The question starts with who will be the quarterback under center, Stefania? Hip pointer injury Mm -hmm. from last week, uh, but it's not something that's going to keep him out of this game. Okay, not sure it really matters. We've been talking about Stefania, with all your medical knowledge and Mm. your experience and your, you know, your braininess, all the studying you've done, is hip pointer. Have you ever heard it refer to something else like bruised ego? 
Anything no. like that? No? No. Interesting. Not going down that path with you. All right. No. Fair enough. Got it. Understood. Legit injury. Legit injury. Yes. Okay. It's not now your turn. Good. Gotcha. As, as we've been talking Uh-oh. about this week, Mr. Trubisky versus too much. We, I, I testy field is Chase up. Daniel. <laughs> no, nah, just when you're talking, usually if you know someone else is talking, you say something like, excuse me, or whatever. In any event. Uh, <laughs> Have you met... Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I haven't. It's only my sixth year on the show. Right. I know this by now, right? I'm sorry. In any event, uh, we you talk- know what you should. If Miss Manners was a real person, <laughs> you just did it I as know. a part of the. Th- <laughs> no, I did. It was the joke. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yes, I was going with it. Anyway, it was. I had a whole Miss Manners thing. Anyway, go ahead. I Chase- apologize, Field Yates. Please continue. Okay, thank you for that. I appreciate <laughs> you allowing me to speak. Chase Daniel likely under center. Excuse me, not excuse me, Mitch Trubisky. Under center on Sunday, we talked about the possibility of Chase Daniel and how it might not matter, but can you even trust a bear this weekend? Allen Robinson has been brutal of late, but much of it is because of the matchups he has been facing, Matthew. So, would you have any interest in starting Allen Robinson this week after his one-catch performance against the Rams this past Sunday? That, of course, because of the Jalen Ramsey shadow treatment. I would. I, I don't know that the Giants' defense particularly scares me. There's been 10 different times so far this year in which a wide receiver has gone over 16.5 fantasy points against the New York Giants. It's one of those where I'm going to trust the talent. This is a this is a game in Chicago that I expect the Bears to win. So, yes, I have him as a top-20 play this week. I would still trust and start Allen Robinson this week. The only other Bear that I might consider here that I think is kind of interesting in a flex play sort of way is Tariq Cohen who last week led the Bears' backfield in snaps played. It was his highest snap count since week one. He played 44 snaps. He had nine carries, a season high nine carries. My my expectation is that he's going to cede those carries to David Montgomery. If I was going to project who's going to lead the Bears in in, uh, rushing attempts, it's David Montgomery. But, you know, you think about the Giants who uh, allow running back receptions at the third highest rate so far this year. Cohen's who's got a receiving touchdown in each of the last two games. I, I think Cohen is kind of an interesting – there's risk there, but I think he's an interesting flex play this week. But just to put a bow on that, I do think you mean you'd still consider David Montgomery, too, based off of your rankings. You oh, of think course, Montgomery's of course, of course. there, Tariq Cohen is there, and obviously Allen Robinson. We all have him as a top-20 play. It's not Allen Robinson's fault. He is sort of like Terry McLaurin just plays for the Bears as opposed to the Redskins. We're going to talk about the Cowboys receivers and how confident you are or should be against the Patriots. But, Stefania, the Patriots have their own question marks amongst their pass catchers, specifically Mohamed Sanu and Philip Dorsett. They do. And I'm a little concerned about Mohamed Sanu, who has not been practicing at all. And I'm just uh, looking at a, a note of mine. But um, Mohamed Sanu, according to our Mike Reese, who covers the Patriots for us, was going to try to practice today. But... Uh, despite that, it's looking like there's a good possibility that he misses this game. Um, and jury's still out on Philip Dorsett as well. So practice today, a big deal for the Patriots. Philip Dorsett upgraded yesterday to limited. It sounds like there's at least a chance. Yeah, if right. both of these players are not available, the Patriots starting wide receivers on Sunday will be Julian Edelman plus Jacoby Myers plus... Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry. That would be it. That would be the three. So it could be an interesting spot for Nikhil Harry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of James White on Sunday. So we'll see. I mean, it seems like the Patriots are hopeful they'll have one of either Sanu or Dorsett. We'll be really interested to see how those manage, how they manage those over the next two days. Field, how do you feel about your Mohamed Sanu will be a top 30 wide receiver 
uh, board bet at the moment. Well, we had it on a points per game basis. So if he I don't believe we did. Yeah, we did. You can go back and check the tape on that. Isn't I'm it positive. always I think that it was, it's games I think it was, played doesn't count if there's injury? I thought that was always the Keith rule. is tracking it down right now. I'll give you guys an update later I'll on just, in the show. I'll spare you the update in a moment. But it was on a points per game basis. But if he plays on Sunday, I still feel fine about Muhammad. All right. Just see. You know, he had a quiet week last week. But he did. I am not deterred in that. Uh, by the way, confirmed. Points per game basis. Thank All you. Right. Um, Interesting. Interesting. Okay. In any event, let's go. So here's the... hoping he plays. <laughs> uh, how confident are a, you a, yeah. in the Cowboys wide receivers this week? Because as I'm we not know, okay, as we know, Stephon Gilmore, Jonathan Jones, Jason McCourty, J.C. Jackson, the Patriots' depth is as good as there is at cornerback in the NFL, and they have been as. Uh, basically, um, as stifling as there has been of any cornerback group in the NFL this season, so you have no confidence in these guys. Is that what you're saying? I, I don't. No confidence is, you know, obviously strong. But I would say that I this is, I think, going to be the toughest matchup all year long for both Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. We'll start with Amari Cooper, who made the hate list this week. Okay. I mean, so I have him outside. You know, I have him outside my top 15, which is I would n- normally never have him, you know, in a week in which Amari Cooper is playing. He's always a, a top 15 guy and usually top 10. The do- the Patriots have allowed one touchdown this year to an opposing wide receiver. Yeah. One touchdown the entire season. Only two wide receivers have had more than 60 yards against the Patriots this year. And in fact, no team has had two wide receivers score 12 or more fantasy points in a game against the Patriots. So even to the extent that one guy does something, it's hard to expect both guys to do something. So it, it feels like Amari Cooper or, or Michael Gallup, one of them is certainly having a disappointing game. It's very possible that both of them have a disappointing game. And, you know, who knows? Maybe Randall Cobb is the guy that suddenly, uh, you know, gets some fantasy points in this one. But you have to you have to be concerned about Stefan Gilmore and how well this Patriots defense is playing. I, I think I have both guys as top 20 plays, like barely top 20 plays because of their talent. And because my expectation is is that Dak is going to have to throw to, um, uh, you know, to uh, to move the ball here. Although I think you see it's a big Zeke game, but um, yeah, I don't have a lot of confidence in Cooper or Gallup this Sunday. So probably Cobb goes to the bench, but you still likely have to play Cooper and Gallup because of their upside and because Dak Prescott and, has been incredible this year, especially throwing the football. All yeah. agree? Oh uh, yeah, 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 hundred percent. Like I mean, look, you, the way you attack New England is is with the run. So you'll do a lot of Ezekiel Elliott here, but certainly, again, those numbers are are pretty, uh, pretty discouraging if you have Amari Cooper or Michael Gallup. Uh, Savai, anything else you want to add there? Look, like you had something yeah, to chime no, in with. just uh, just in from Eagles practice and Doug Peterson speaking that uh, Jordan Howard's still not cleared for contact, so it looks like he will not be playing this week. Okay, um, more JJ, but Alshon Jeffrey continuing to trend in the right direction. All right, so and, what you uh, had sort of forecasted earlier sounds accurate there mm-hmm. that we will have Jordan not have Jordan Howard, we will have Alshon Jeffrey. By the way, Fantasy Life happened about 20 minutes ago while we were in the uh, we were in the break. Uh, Auden Tate practicing today, so we'll see what happens with him. A.J. Green not practicing. Right. So, of course, another week without A.J. You know where he's trending with A.J. Green. We'll see on Auden Tate. We're going to come back with one of the segments everybody waits around for all week. It's sort of like the Monday night football of our Fantasy Football Podcast. But first, Matthew, tell us about SeatGeek. I would love to as soon as I find my sheet that has the new, the stuff that's Boom, there it is. Say, <laughs> Uh, so why is SeatGeek better than the rest? Does anyone know? I got a lot of reasons. Yeah, okay. a ton of reasons, Affordable, Matthew. user yep. friendly. I got a great app. Value finders. Yes. Yep. Red dots, green dots. Yep. Stefania, yep. you want to weigh in here? Uh, no. Okay. There you go. Got it. 
Well, I'll tell you, one of the reasons that you guys didn't mention is that SeatGeek pulls together millions of tickets from all over the web. Then it uh, rates each deal. Uh-huh, uh, each deal. Sense. You're it right. It rates each deal on a scale of 1 to 10. Finally, SeatGeek displays them on an interactive seat map. SeatGeek breaks down the details. Green dots meet good deals. Red dots are overpriced. And with every purchase fully guaranteed, you can shop for tickets with confidence. You know, listen, with millions of live event tickets and a price match guarantee, SeatGeek proves there's a better way. You can search sports, live music, comedy, and more. SeatGeek has the tickets you're looking for all in one place. They built the fastest way to find tickets so you can stop searching for the perfect seat and start enjoying it. And here's the best part. SeatGeek will give you $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. Download the SeatGeek app today and use promo code FFF for $10 off your first purchase. That's promo code FFF for $10 off your first purchase. And once again, I ask you, listen, if you enjoy the show, if you you enjoy our nonsense and our fantasy advice, you know, the show is presented to you free. The reason we can present that show to you for free is because of the generosity of sponsors like SeatGeek. So when you use SeatGeek, please use the promo code FFF so they know that we are reaching you. You want to know the best part about this, Matthew? What's that? You get $10 off your first purchase, meaning if you buy a ticket to the Redskins-Lions game, they're going to give you $4. How about <laughs> there that? you go. Wow. That is amazing. Two tickets for two bucks, basically. You can take a date. For How $2. good is that? Yeah. Uh, it, okay, so you obviously to park at the game. Exactly. Well. Right. <laughs> That's, That's so amazing. Bad. Oh my gosh, that game is going to be a comedy of errors. <laughs> Time now for Field and Stream again. The segment that people all over the world have been listening to. There are NFL quarterbacks. There all are, over the world. Yeah, all over the world have been listening to it. Have been waiting for it all over the world. I've heard from people it's gone international. in every continent. We've got surfers in South America. We've got people <laughs> that live in Eastern Europe that are waiting for it. We've got <laughs> NFL quarterbacks. Literally, Tom Brady says every week he waits for really? Field and Stream. Yeah, I heard him in press conference said that yeah, exact same thing. So we've got a ton of quarterbacks. That are in difficult spots this week or on a bye. You've got Josh Allen, excuse me, you've got Patrick Mahomes on a bye, Kyler on a bye, Kirk Cousins on a bye. You may be nervous about Dak against the Patriots, Aaron Rodgers against San Francisco, Josh Allen against the Broncos, which leads us to Baker Mayfield. Baker, Baker Mayfield, y'all. He has consecutive games with multiple passing touchdowns. He had zero games prior to that going into this relatively hot stretch for the Browns of late. And as you may know, they are playing the Dolphins, who have been much more competitive recently. But still, I do think that Baker Mayfield and the Browns have a get-right game on Sunday. Sam Darnold, much like Baker Mayfield, has been good over his past couple of games. He's got 21-plus points in back-to-back games ever since he saw Ghosts. Sam Darnold's been good. He has been far more effective, completing nearly two-thirds of his passes, nearly 11.7, he's actually specifically 11.6 yards per completion, and a touchdown on 6.2% of his passes, up from just 2.9% of his passes prior to seeing those scary ghosts. Somebody has to win on Sunday. I think it'll be the Lions going to Washington and Jeff Driscoll who has been quarterback six over his past two starts in fantasy, what? has a great chance to be a worthwhile streaming option for you. Obviously, his rushing value adds a lot to that. He's got 13 carries for 88 yards and a touchdown over his past two weeks, so nearly 7.5 points per game just as a runner for Jeff Driscoll. We stay right there in D.C., and we talk about the Lions defense against the Redskins offense. The Lions defense right now is a point of massive consternation amongst fans in Detroit. They have underwhelmed recently. That being said, few things get you right more than playing against the Redskins offense. They have been terrible. They had two touchdowns I was last told they week. were close. 
I was told we were they close. close. They are very close to the See? number one pick in the 2020 NFL ah, draft, so the Redskins have a chance for that. Meant. That's right. He's close to that. They are close to the possibility of having a major debate about who to draft very, very early in next year's class. But the Lions have— I'll tell you who they won't draft. They won't draft a quarterback. You don't think so? No. Even though they probably should, they won't. I think it's a good debate. We should have a podcast about that during the offseason if they end up with the number sure? one overall pick. Because we could do it now when I just interrupted Field and Stream. I think we could probably do it later. <laughs> All right. Fair. Yeah. That seems fair. Me, right? Yeah. Fine. Okay. okay. Um, and then finally, the Falcons defense against the Buccaneers. Do you know that over the past two weeks, the Falcons have 32 fantasy points? It's the third most yeah. amongst all defenses. They were the top scoring defense this past week with 23 fantasy points. And defenses are averaging nearly 10 fantasy points per game against the Buccaneers. 9.8 fantasy points per game specifically. That's the sixth most. There's Field and Stream. Again, it's incredible. One year, one week, we'll have a sponsor for it. In the meantime, we don't have big fancy corporate things like the crappy promo does. It's New York Times bestselling author Matthew Berry with another self-serving, self-indulgent, all-about-me promo. So FantasyLife.com has been redesigned. It looks awesome. And so as we sit here, as Thanksgiving's around the around the corner, great, yeah. and right, so I pulled yeah. it up here on the screen. Yeah. Look at this. So we've got we've got some new products as well in terms of tumblers, uh, apparel. We got shirts, hoodies. Uh, we got women's wear as well. Uh, we got secret squirrel stuff. We got Field Yates. We got Stefania Bell stuff. Um, it's a bunch of great stuff. Go to fantasylife.com. We have trophies as well. We have loser trophies. We have league winning, league winning trophies as well. You know, if you're looking for the perfect gift for either for yourself or for someone in your league or for a loved one, fantasylife.com as we come upon the holiday season makes a ton of sense. Go to fantasylife.com. Just check it out. Spend a couple of minutes. I bet you find something you like there. Read our reviews. People love the products as well. Uh, it's, Unbelievably great. I gotta, I gotta let you know, Matthew. I'm yeah. actually, I hate to say this, but I am going to order a trophy from Fantasy Life for a uh, the crappy band league that we are currently in. So nice. I just want to let that. you know. Yeah. Who's in last place? That might is it, is it like a uh, winner's trophy? I think or it's trophy? it's going to be a winner's trophy. Okay. Whoever's, I think JT from Hawthorne Heights is in last place. Who's unfortunately, first place? You? Uh, first place is JB Brubaker from August Burns Red. Okay, cool. So nice. uh, good, a good group of guys. JB. Finish up strong, my friend. That's right. Well, All right, so, and there's there is one. There's like a, I'm in a. Uh, you know, you can go and look and, uh, just, there's like a, if you go to apparel and you look for like 06010, you can, you can get a t-shirt that says, I'm in a crappy band you've never heard of. Which is so great. If you go out and buy that shirt, please tweet it at me, at Daniel Dopp of you wearing that shirt because I want to be able to save a bunch of them and put together a big post. No, I love that. It's so good, man. Fans will love that mm-hmm. as well. So we've got Travis Kelsey gonna buy this week. We've got Kyle Rudolph. We've got Hunter Henry. We've got, I guess Max Williams doesn't really count in the same <laughs> conversation amongst tight ends that are on a bye this week, but there are a lot of tight ends that are not available this week, separate and apart from players that are dealing with injuries like Austin Hooper. So let's each one of us offer up a potential sleeper that's available in over 50% of leagues or close to it. Matthew, you have first dibs here, and you've got one playing on Sunday after his bye week. And it's Jacob Hollister who you know got 16 targets in week in the last two weeks that he played, weeks 9 through 10, 16 targets, got 12 balls there. He's run a route on over 66% of the Seahawks' dropbacks in those games. And, look, it's a nice matchup here with the Philadelphia Eagles. Titans that have seen at least six targets against Philly this year, averaging 12.2 fantasy points per game. It's, you know, look, Jacob Hoster, is he great? No, but I think he's become an ingrained part 
of that Seahawks offense. And we've seen it before with Will Disley as well that, you know, this is a role that potentially can be very fantasy relevant. So for a streamer this week in the matchup against Philadelphia, give me some Jacob Hollister. Sounds like Ed Dixon is heading back to IR too. So no threat of him taking some snaps from Hollister on Sunday. I'm going to go with Noah Fant, who we've mm-hmm. been talking about a good amount during the show this week. He's got a touchdown or eight-plus targets in three straight games. If you look at how much he's been involved, involved since Emmanuel Sanders was traded, it's pretty apparent that although we often think, hey, a wide receiver gets traded, who's the next wide receiver up? No, the offense has evolved in part around Noah Fant. He's available in two-thirds of leagues. I pointed this earlier in the week. At the end of last week, when they needed a touchdown to score against the Vikings to win, Noah Fant was the intended target. There's some trust and some confidence in their first-round pick. Drops, occasionally an issue, but the guy's got plenty of upside. And I'll just say this about Noah Fant. For me, if I just need a guy this week, mm-hmm. it's Jacob Hollister. Yeah. But if it's if I need somebody for the rest of the season, yep. it's Noah Fant. Like, the only reason I picked Hollister over Fant for this week is because of the matchup of the Bills. Broncos playing the Bills, and I prefer Hollister against the Eagles than Fant against the Bills. But rest of the season, I think it's Fant, and I agree with everything he said there. A talented kid. Uh, believe it or not, Stefania, yeah. Delaney Walker is available in 61% of leagues. However, a lot of that's because of his injuries. Right. So he has been banged up with soreness in his ankle that was surgically repaired. And I give the Titans credit. You know, he had a really serious injury that some thought was career-threatening. It came back and has been remarkable in his return. But when he bruised that same ankle, it was like they're just taking no chances. He was going to sit out. Johnny Smith has performed well in his absence. But the good news is Delaney Walker is on track to return this week. Turning in limited practices really said it was about getting his conditioning back to get him into a game. Now they face Jacksonville in week three, season highs and catches with seven targets with nine and yards with 64 for Delaney Walker against Jacksonville. I have him just barely making the top 10 for me this week, but uh, I think Delaney Walker with his availability could be a great pickup for this week. Uh, and one more, Stefania, just yeah. in case. Not quite available in 50% of leagues, but close enough to it. Yeah, Jason Witten, and I know it's not really exciting, and we all have him um, really just outside our top 10. I have him just inside the top 10, but that's because Dak Prescott has been using him on an outlet basis. Obviously, it's a bit of a tough matchup with New England, but since week six, Jason Witten top five among tight ends in both receptions and targets. Jason Witten, not a ton of uh, touchdown upside, but he he finds a way to his targets every single week in that Cowboys offense, and that's probably pick your poison from defense. They got to count for Cooper and Gallup and Cobb, but Jason Witten probably draws less attention, which is a good thing for his fantasy value. A reminder that on Sunday we have fantasy football now. It is from 10 to 1 p.m. on ESPN2. That, of course, of course, is East Coast time. We'll get you ready for all the latest. Tons of injury updates. As Stefania just laid them all out here during the show. We'll have plenty more information then. In the meantime, there's fantasy show stuff available now, right? Yep. On ESPN+, Plus, we have our love-hate show and our Week 12 question show. If you tune into those shows, you will at some point see Daniel get benched by another human being. That's right. For those who may have missed it on the live stream or are only listening to the audio version, that's right. Daniel got benched. It was actually pretty impressive by the guy benching you, Daniel. It was pretty I'm, impressive. I'm laughing because Kyle is putting up here 58% of Twitter followers want to see Matthew in a small Lions jersey over Daniel in a three-piece so suit. The, that's right. Does that mean they believe 
that the Lions will win? That means that if they could choose which one they want to see with their eyes, they want a crop top Matthew Berry small Lions jersey. What they are rooting for, apparently. They're rooting for. So you guys are rooting for. (laughs) Look, and honestly, I'm rooting for that as well. I want the Lions to win. It would be nice if the the Lions won by less than three and a half, I guess. Sure. So right, yeah, you're rooting line. for a one point win. For I'm rooting for a one point yeah. win. For yeah. The Lions. Also, you can't wear like a white V-neck undershirt underneath this. It's just a jersey, and that's it. No, 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 no. I'm wearing something underneath. Well. We, that was never discussed. Well. Please. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, so we do that anyway. Uh, so, fan- so fantasy show is up now uh, on ESPN Plus. Check that out. Love hate is up. Check that on ESPN.com. Uh, Stefania has a bunch of stuff as well. Yeah, you, the, the, the injury updates will come and they'll be in the app they'll after be- by tonight. Mm-hmm. So check there all those final out. Practice reports. There you go. Be sure to follow Secret Squirrel on the Twitter there at Daniel Dopp and on Instagram at Something to Break. Uh, Not Cool Keith is at Keith Lipscomb on Twitter. Kyle is at Kyle Soppy ESPN on Twitter. Of course, Stefania at Stefania B87 on the gram. And she's at Stefania underscore ESPN on Twitter. Field is at Field Yates on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Matthew Berry TMR on all forms of social, social media, including TikTok. I haven't. Everyone has followed me on TikTok. I got it. I'm, I'm going to make good on that promise, by the way. I've seen a lot of people that have followed me on TikTok and I made the promise that if you follow me on TikTok, I'll follow you back. And I just, it takes too long. I gotta, I gotta make Kyle or somebody just go through and just follow <laughs> everyone. I did, well, I just, I did it for like 10 minutes and I'm just like, oh. Oh, so, it's so any, hard to push a button. Dude, you have no idea. So anyway, um, make my kids do it or something. I was like just going to say, she, she can just sit there with, with her two broken arms, arms and just hit the little, <laughs> you know little what daughter. I mean? Oh, my poor little bean. Uh, anyway, so, uh, but anyway, so I am at Matthew Berry TMR on all forms of social media except the Fantasy Life app, which absolutely crushes. I'm merely at Matthew Berry there. We will see you guys on Monday. Peace out. It's no secret, not a mystery. The one that we depend on for all our podcast needs. Graduate, full sell you. Alliance fan through and through. With the hippest beard, I'm telling you. Geico gets you access to licensed agents 24-7, which means that Geico is always there for you. If only everyone was always there for you. Like your wife when you forget your keys at work. Hey, hon, you get my texts? I am looking for the spare house key. Hmm, maybe I can get through the window. Ah, <laughs> turns out the alarm works. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it, it works fast. <laughs> you, you, you should probably call me back. Geico, always there for you. With savings and 24-7 access to licensed agents.